listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 6th of July 2022. Later, commodity prices smashed and the Australian dollar falls to a two-year low against the US. But first to rents which has risen by 9.5% nationally. That's according to CoreLogic. The most expensive capital city for a rent weekly is Canberra. The median price $690 per week. That's a rise of 9.3% over the year. The biggest increase was in Brisbane, up 12.1% over the year. The median rental price there is $547. And of the biggest cities, Sydney, 643, up 9.7% for the year. Melbourne, $480, up 7.5%. Why is this happening? Here's Tim Lawless, CoreLogic Head of Research. Well, there's a couple of things driving these rental trends. There's that, the fact that migration is coming back into Australia, which mostly overseas migration does flow directly into rental demand. But there's also the supply environment where we have been seeing uh, rental supply diminish uh, through, say, the past five or six years, based on the fact that we've seen very low levels of investment activity up until January 2021, at least. And anecdotally, we've also seen that rental households have become smaller through the pandemic, which means that uh, current uh, domestic demand has really been amplified through the pandemic to date. Tim Lawless there from CoreLogic. Now to the Australian share market, which fell today 0.5% weaker on the 206,594. That's despite two gains following those that interest rate rise from the Reserve, from the Reserve Bank yesterday. For more, I spoke earlier with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Uh, the market is down uh, principally because of the decline in the resource sector. So uh, the resource sector is a large part of the market. It's around 25% of the market capitalisation. Uh, and uh, it's experiencing a 5% decline today on the back of uh, pretty weak commodity prices overnight. Uh, the remainder of the market is actually performing quite well. Uh, and it's up about 1.4%. Um, so we're seeing some inflation uh, and interest rate stabilisation, and and that's helping the remainder of the market. So it's big divergence, uh, but the Australian market is being led down by uh, resource stocks. Okay, so let's talk about those resource stocks in more detail, right? Commodity prices, as you mentioned, being smashed. The Australian dollar as a result at a two-year low against the US. Can you run us through in more detail which commodities are being hit, why, and why the impact on the Aussie at the same time? Uh, well, the commodities have been falling now for a, for a number of weeks. The one that really uh, fell significantly overnight was uh, was the oil price. And it was a surprise because uh, the oil market is, is very tight. We know there's been a significant amount of disruption uh, from the uh, sanctioning of, of Ru- Russian uh, product. And so the decline was pretty large at $10 a barrel. And the main concern seems to be around uh, demand and the impact of uh, weaker, potentially weaker demand uh, due to higher prices and the economic slowdown that markets uh, think is happening. Uh, and also the fact that uh, Russian supply uh, continues to flow and continues to find new markets. Uh, so that was the main one. Uh, but uh, we have seen weakness across mining commodities uh, for some time now. 
uh, copper, for example, has been uh, has been weak for a, for, a, for a number of weeks. The iron ore price has softened, and uh, that reflects uh, concern around China uh, and uh, Chinese demand and the Chinese economy has been hurt by COVID restrictions. There continues to be some flare-ups and uh, there's concern that uh, Chinese demand may not recover uh, as strongly as uh, the authorities hope and um, and that would therefore lead to some further weakness in, in mining commodities as well. So it really is more of a demand story um, and uh, at this stage uh, markets uh, are just reflecting that in, in lower prices. Back onto the trades today on the market, the technology sector is up. I've seen some mixed commentary about um, the the what the market's expecting for interest rates right going forward. We saw that rate rise locally yesterday. Some are now saying, "Hey, we will see rates continuing continuing to rise, but then fall at the end of next year." So, th- does the fact that tech stocks are up today does it suggest the market may be comfortable with growth stocks because investors here? anyway, weren't really too phased with the rate rise with the market rising yesterday? Look, it's, it's early to describe the process uh, as being comfortable. I mean, tech, technology stocks have, have fallen you know, very, very significantly. And, um, and there's, there's really two important factors behind that. The, the first is that uh, the rise in, in bond yields has had a significant effect on the valuation of tech stocks. You know, they're long duration stocks, their cash flows will be earned a long time in the future. Uh, and so discounting those at, at higher yields uh, affects their valuation and, and drags them down. So that's one factor, and perhaps that has started to stabilise because bond yields and interest rate expectations are stabilising. On the other hand, there has been a lot of concern, though, about uh, uh, businesses that are, that are not profitable and there's question marks on sustainability. Uh, which are yet to be answered in a number of cases. And on top of that, there are some uh, pandemic-related benefits which have flowed through to that sector uh, that are still unwinding. So it's really around earnings and business model sustainability. These issues need to be addressed for the sector to sustainably turn around. But they are getting a bit of a a lift and a benefit today from an oversold position uh, because of the stabilisation in their cost of capital. Mark Junica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.